Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. قلب سليم. Sound Heart. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to our series clarification of noble character. You're of course tuned into Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. I'm Tislima Ali and I'm with you until 4 p.m. today. Well, this section of the program is based on the book Clarification of Noble Character, a book written by Sheikh Habib Umar bin Hafiz. Our special guest doing the commentary and explanation is Molina Abdurrahman Khan, director and founder of Darul Turaf al-Islami. Today we'll be discussing truthfulness of intention, inshallah. All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the choices, blessings and salutations upon our master Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam through the fadl and the grace and the mercy and the bounty and the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We continue this afternoon with lesson 11 from the book, The Clarification of Noble Character by the great saint and scholar, Sayyid al-Allama al-Habib Umar bin Muhammad bin Salim bin Hafiz. And lesson 11 speaks of the truthfulness of intention. And we covered previously, and this is very clearly connected to our class of a few days ago, where we spoke about truthfulness of speech and then truthfulness of, of action. And we elaborated those two points. And uh, what said Habib Umar commences this particular chapter with is he says that it was mentioned previously that truthfulness of speech is the foundation upon which truthfulness is built. And from here it is extended to truthfulness in action and intention. Meaning that it's the foundation. When once a person develops the quality of truthfulness in speech and therefore truthfulness in speech is so important for us to uh, imbibe within our youth, within our children, within our young boys and girls, because once a person is truthful in his speech, automatically that person will be truthful in his actions or her actions, and from there they'll develop truthfulness in intention. Of course, truthfulness in intention is also known, translates into Arabic as sidqunniya, being truthful in your intention, which is also sometimes referred to as ikhlasunniya, having a sincere intention, doing what you do solely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for none other. So truthfulness in speech we spoke of, action meaning I perfect the action and I do it exactly in the same manner in which the Messenger Muhammad did it. I try to perfect every single recommended act, every uh, dua, every dhikr to the best of my ability in every action. I try to perform it as close to the sacred law as humanly possible. Thereafter, once I have those two qualities in my life, said Habib Umar is saying that the next step would be then we develop truthfulness in intention where our actions and our doings and our speech and our lives and every single thing we do is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And once a person, his entire being becomes that he is truthful and sincere and he does what he does only for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he is written among the sadiqoon and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding them that be with those who are truthful. Kunu ma'asadiqeen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the glorious Quran. And for us to somehow appreciate how this translated into the lives of the great ulama of the past, like to uh, look at some examples from their beautiful lives. So by way of example, we find the scholar Abdurrahman ibn Abi Layla, who prayed salah during the night. 
He prayed the tahajjud, salah, he read excessive amounts of Qur'an therein. And then whenever he felt that somebody is awake within the home or somebody might be passing by, he would cut his salah. And then he would go lay on his bed as if he is sleeping. So that people, whenever they saw him, he would appear as if he was sleeping. And people would enter and they would say that, هذا لا يفتر من النوم as it comes in the narration. He doesn't get tired of sleeping, meaning he's constantly sleeping always on his bed. But they would not know that he's actually spending his nights awake before Allah, but he's keeping that salah hidden from the eyes of people so that it's only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how many times do we find ourselves speaking? One of the very, very bad qualities that people adopt is that we start speaking about our deeds and we start speaking about our actions and we start speaking about our salah. And we have different ways of doing it because shaitan, he educates us to brag about what we do he allows us to have this quality of insincerity without giving anyone the impression that I'm insincere. So I come with roundabout ways of telling people what I am doing. Right? So I want to say that I will form the salah to tahajjud, but for me to say outright that, you know, I stood up and I made tahajjud and I stood so long and I performed these amount of raka'at, immediately the person listening to me will have the impression this person is bragging and is doing things for the sake of others. So what shaitan teaches me to do is, instead of saying that I, I, I say, you know, this morning the hafiz recited so beautifully in the salah to tahajjud. And my intention behind that statement is not to praise the hafiz that recited the Qur'an, but I'm trying to send through a subtle message that I was actually awake last night and I stood in the tahajjud prayer and I made the salah. And that shaitan, he tricks us. Ya Abdurrahman ibn Abi Layla, when someone comes by, he used to go lay on his bed and make as if he is sleeping so that people don't know that he is performing salah all night because it does not matter what people have to say and what people think of you. Bishr al-Hafi, a person once found him praying salah in a qubba, four raka'at, and this person, he said that I've never seen those such beautiful raka'at, and in his sajda, in his sujood, I heard him making a dua, and he said that, Allahumma innaka ta'lam fawqa arshik, oh Allah, you know from above your throne, that dhul, being the quality of humility, one may even say being disgraced or humiliated, being low, is more beloved to me than shuhrah, than being known أحب إلي من الشرف than having honor اللهم إنك تعلم فوق أرشك أن الفقر أحب إلي من الغنى oh Allah you know from above your throne that poverty is more beloved to me than riches or wealth or affluence اللهم إنك تعلم فوق أرشك أني لا أوثر على حبك شيئا oh Allah you know from above your throne that I do not give preference over your love to anything do not prefer anything when it comes to loving you. And these are moments in the middle of the night when a person is praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these are examples of sincerity. Ibrahim al-Nakha'i, one of the great ulama of Iraq, the grand teacher of Imam Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah ta'ala, he was reciting Quran and then somebody sought permission to come in and when that person came in, he covered the Quran so that the person could not see that he was reciting Quran. Today, when I'm reciting Quran and somebody comes in, I might have been doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but then my mind starts wondering that this person has to notice that I'm reciting the Quran. I never called him in. I never took my Quran only out. Now, I have been reciting the Quran, but the desire within my heart that I want to be observed, I want that person to see that I'm reciting Quran, are all signs of 
insincerity. And thus, uh, Sayyid Habib Umar in this particular chapter is stressing upon us that we should have the quality of sincerity in our actions, the truthfulness of our actions, the perfection of our actions, and will further enhance the truthfulness of our speech until eventually we are recorded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from among the sadiqoon, those who are truthful with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Habib Umar concludes this chapter saying, Oh Allah, make truthfulness firm in our hearts and in the hearts of our families and make it firm in our houses and our gatherings so that it is so that it is manifest in us in the way you love it to be O most merciful may Allah bestow his blessings upon our master Muhammad and upon his family and companions sallallahu alayhi wa sallam radiyallahu ta'ala anhum all praise be to Allah Lord of the world walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen we continue to listen 12 from the clarification of noble character by Sayyid Habib Umar bin Muhammad bin Salim bin Hafid listen 12 speaks of mercy the one who shows mercy to Allah's servants for his sake will be shown mercy by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a very important chapter because we spoke about truthfulness prior to the break and one of the manifestations of being from the Sadiqin, being truthful in whatever we do, one of the manifestations is that a person's heart will become filled with mercy and rahmah. So, said Habib Umar says this very beautifully and there's no better way for me to say this than to read his words. And therefore, it's so important for our listeners to actually have a copy of the book so that they could read through it by themselves as the words of the author in themselves hold great blessing and virtue. So he said that when mercy enters a person's heart, it will manifest itself in their actions. They become gentle and kind in their speech and their dealings. They feel compassion for their fellow Muslims. The problems which trouble the Muslims trouble them. That which gives joy to the Muslims, give them joy. And that which saddens the Muslims, saddens them. They become eager to benefit and serve the Muslims, to fulfill their rights and to strive to look after their interests, preferring the interests of the Muslims over their own. Their share of Allah's mercy will thus be plentiful, since the Prophet Muhammad said, The compassionate exalted is he, shows mercy to those who show mercy to others. Uh, Mercy is a quality that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one of the most salient features and qualities of the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the Quran that وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We have not sent you but as a mercy unto mankind. A mercy. So he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was a mercy. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the companions in the Quran, Allah said about them that Muhammadur Rasulullah waladina ma'ahu ashidda'u ala al-kuffari ruhama'u baynahum. Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. The, those who follow him, they are harsh against the disbelievers while they show much mercy and compassion towards each other. And so Sayyid Habib Umar said that we see mercy manifesting itself throughout the teachings of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We found him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam showing mercy to the old. We found him showing mercy to the young. We found him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam showing mercy even to animals as we can see in so many narrations within his life. A beautiful example that says Habib Umar calls of the benefit of mercy is the story of the Jewish prostitute that we hear so often. She experienced her, she entered the well, she took water for herself and drank and then when she came out she found a dog that was panting, eating dust, trying to find moisture therein. What is it that drove the prostitute, Jewish prostitute, to 
insert and go back into the well for a second time. It was only that quality of mercy towards the dog that you had within her heart. And because of that mercy, that mercy eventually translated into an action where she went back into the well and brought some water for the dog. And when she did that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because of that quality of mercy that she had, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave her of her sins and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entered her into Jannah. And this is the benefit and the beauty of mercy. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the best example in this regard. Uh, a camel came to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam one day and the camel spoke to him. Can you imagine the spectacle? How must it have looked? A camel walking up to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and making sounds. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam announced that who is the owner of this camel? And then the owner came forward. And the Prophet sallallahu said to him that your camel came to complain to me that you're giving it too much work and too little food. Treat your animals correctly. Show mercy to your animals. They are they have certain rights over you. And this is amazing lessons from the life of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Lessons of mercy and how much has humanity lost this important quality of mercy today. Where is the mercy in the amount of killing that we find in the world? Where is the mercy in the greed that we have for things of this world? Where is the mercy between business partners? Where is the mercy between mother and uh, daughter and father and son and husband and wife? Mercy is something that we are lacking and something that we are missing. And this is a beautiful chapter for you and I to read and to reflect. How can we uh, uh, attain that quality of mercy on one occasion? Uh, uh, a cat entered the house of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then he saw that the cat was thirsty and or rather the cat saw a, a bowl of water in the house of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but it was distant from the cat so the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with his blessed hand picked up the bowl and brought it near to the cat so the cat may drink from the water look at that mercy it, it reminds me of uh, uh, on one occasion I was driving home from the home of Haji Ismail Gabriel because he was leaving for Umrah and this was a year or two ago and from his home one drives past the home of my very good friend and colleague Sheikh Yusuf Alanda and I saw him on his balcony in the cold weather I remember it was very cold and he was wearing a vest I saw him from the road giving some milk to a cat to drink and that that's mercy within an individual's heart that will cause him to come out in the cold and to give some milk to a cat and this was the exact action of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who was sent to mankind as a mercy mercy is an important chapter and I'd love to continue our discussion on this beautiful and important quality of mercy inshallah ta'ala we continue with our discussion on the chapter of mercy in the book of the clarification of noble character and that is chapter 12 and we previously mentioned that Rasulullah sallallahu was the best example of mercy Allah said about him that وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We have not sent you but as a mercy so he sallallahu showed mercy to all especially children we find that the messenger Muhammad sallallahu after praying salah children would line up outside the masjid to greet him sallallahu and he would take the time to greet them and this is his mercy towards them. One such child that greeted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam after one of his prayers, he said that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he shook my hand and he placed his hand on my cheek and he said that his hand smelled so beautiful. 
it was as if he sallallahu alayhi wasallam just removed his hand from a bag of musk and that was the beauty of the messenger muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that was his love for children the mercy that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam showed children and in his seerah there are so many more beautiful examples of this and from those examples is the incident where the companion Aqra ibn Habis radiallahu ta'ala an, he saw the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kissing his grandchildren al-Hassan wa al-Hussein so he came to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said you kiss your children to qabbilu nasibyanakum famanu qabbilu we don't kiss our children rather he said to the messenger I have ten children and I have never kissed any of them so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said what can I do for you if Allah has removed mercy from your heart and that's his kissing of his children he's saying that this is mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed within my heart. His mercy meant that on one occasion he carried Umama bin Tuzainab, his grandchild Umama, and uh, he kept her while making salah. And when he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went into sajda, he placed her on the, on the ground. And when he stood up back into the standing position of the qiyam, he picked her up and carried her once again. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that I stand in salah and my desire is to pray long salah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then I hear the child crying. And then I shorten my salah, fearing that I may make things difficult for the mother of the child. Because a mother feels uncomfortable, especially in a masjid when the child is crying. The Prophet ﷺ shortens the prayer. He did not become upset. He did not make a noise. He did not make an announcement. Can you please keep your children quiet or keep them at home or don't bring them to the masjid. The Prophet said he shortened this prayer out of mercy towards the mother, fearing that it will be difficult for her that her child is crying in the masjid. Narrated by Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim, rahimahullah ta'ala. Children would come to the Prophet ﷺ, he would keep them out of love and mercy and compassion. Some of them actually urinated, he did not become upset when children urinated on him. The Prophet ﷺ just called for water and he washed the, the urine off of the children. And that's what he ﷺ, the best of examples, his rahmah towards his own children. Sayyidatuna Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, when she entered the home of the Messenger Muhammad ﷺ, out of mercy and love and compassion, he would stand up and he would honor her and he would kiss her hand. And he would make her sit in the place where he was sitting, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he was the most beautiful example that anyone could find of mercy, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then his mercy did not stop with loving things, human beings or animals, but his mercy went beyond that so that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even showed mercy for inanimate objects. And the beautiful example of this was that, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu used to deliver the Jumu'ah while reclining against a tree that existed in the front of the masjid. And then the Prophet sallallahu they built him a mimbar. And when they built the Prophet sallallahu a mimbar, Rasul sallallahu then delivered the Jumu'ah khutbah from the mimbar. And it's a very famous authentic narration that the first day the Prophet ascended the mimbar, everyone heard a cry coming from the masjid that resembled the crying of a baby. And they soon came to realize that that baby crying sound was coming from the tree upon which the Prophet ﷺ reclined in previous Jumu'ahs. Our teacher said, Habib Umar, when he narrates this incident, he said, remember that the Prophet was only one meter away from that tree. But the yearning and the desire of the tree to be close in proximity to Rasul ﷺ, even one meter was too far. And the tree began crying. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, out of mercy, he ascended his member. He went to the tree and he hugged the tree. 
And the companion said when Rasulullah hugged the tree, the crying sound that emanated from the tree slowly started to disappear and disappear until it was no longer there. And thus he وسلم, even had mercy for plants, he had mercy for trees, he had mercy for stones, he had mercy for, for everything that you and I can think of. He وسلم, showed mercy. He was the manifestation of mercy in this earth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to become like him, to be like him, to to develop some of his mercy. Said Habib Umar concludes the chapter by saying, May Allah bless the one who was sent with mercy, and may he bestow mercy upon us and make abundant our share of it. O Allah, adorn us with these character traits and help us to make them a reality in our lives by your mercy, O Most Merciful. May Allah bestow His blessings upon our Master Muhammad وسلم, and upon his family and companions. All praise be to Allah, Lord of the worlds. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Well, mashallah, that is Maulana Abdurrahman Khan on the commentary and explanation of the book Clarification of Noble Character by Habib Umar bin Hafiz. The book is available at Darul Turath al-Islami and Timbuktu Bookshop as well. Well, that's it from myself, Taslima Ali. We'll be back with you with Colbin Salim Monday to Thursday, inshallah. So do to you in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. <laughs> قلب سليم ساوند